Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, John McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, this isn't really relevant to anyone listening because they can't see us, but Joel, we are... How good is it to have a haircut? I'm feeling good. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's so like, nice. That was day one. <laughs> Literally, the next day, I went across the road to, to the barber across the road. Fix this. Fix it up. And, uh, and yeah, waited for like, like, I technically only waited for half an hour, but like my wait all up was about an hour. Just while I went and did some groceries and mm. then dr- drove them home because yeah. we lived like a minute drive away and then came back and I, was, and I waited for like another 25 minutes. But yeah, it's Worth nice. It though. It's Worth good. it. I don't feel like I'm overheating as much when I wear headphones now, which is good. That, that um, would be a good feeling actually. Yeah, it's a common problem I have. Headphones, for some reason, if I block my ears, I just, like, boil up from the inside out. It's not fun. Oh, especially considering I wear headphones a lot. But, yeah. Yeah, true. Anyway. Very uh, much. Yeah. Well, what have you been up to, Kyron? In this, uh, work. Still work. Just mm. work, work, work. Playing games to Yay. distract myself from work. <laughs> yeah. You've been watching anything? Uh, boy, yes. I finished my, mm. my rewatch of New Girl, which I think I nice. brought up last episode two weeks ago, but, I was, but I'd started a rewatch. I have now finished a mm-hmm. rewatch. And yeah, man, mm-hmm. I still really love that show. Uh, yep. I'm thankful that Fox let them come back for that short last season, but also even watching it, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I just, I just want more of this. It's want more of this. Yeah. You've, you've condensed yeah. so much story into this, like, wrap-up. Glad, glad you got to end it how you wanted to, but yeah, just wanted more. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 sort of slowly finishing that up. We just haven't had a chance to at the moment because we've been on uh, Ash and I've been on differing differing schedules and whatnot. But yeah, so we haven't had a chance to sort of wrap it up. But um, but yeah, I did wrap up something there tonight, Karen. Watching Watch Wise, I finally finished all of Brooklyn Nine Nine. That is, available. I'm so happy, Joel. I'm so happy. Yes, yes, I'm happy, and also. Fuck! Now I have to wait. You do like everyone else, and it's it's a long um, wait this time. Yeah, it's going to be a super long wait, but it was it was great. I loved it. I think it's a great show. Um, and yeah, apart from that, I've been the I don't think I've been listening to music wise in the last four days. Uh, Bring me the horizon. Put out their new EP uh, called Post Human Survival Horror. And it's like an eight track EP. They'd already released like three of the songs off it, which are all like A plus and the rest of the EP is A plus as well. Particularly the song they do with baby metal. Um, it is like the perfect union of both of those bands. And it's, it is such like a metal earworm that will just get stuck in your head. And it's so great. And I love it. Um, so yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, like I, I cannot recommend it. It might be my favorite like music release of the year. I think, I think it's it's my favorite e- like EP album whatever of the year. It's not um, really a conversation I can contribute to because I just don't listen to that much music anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I just like every now and then like there's bands and things that I I like or have liked. We'll put out something new and I'll, it'll catch my ear, so to speak. Um, and Bring Me the Horizon is definitely one of those bands. And so when they were dropping like new singles, uh, actually, fun fact to relate that EP back to video games. I did learn that some of the stuff that's on it was um, uh, Mick Gordon had a hand in. 
he actually helped like make some fun crazy sounds for particularly the song uh, parasite eve um which again another video game reference it so is. um square enix uh, just yeah. sitting on that ip doing nothing with it but i mean i yeah. think after um third birthday people might be okay with that yeah well that's yeah <laughs> from what i hear yes um but yeah no it's uh you know it, it's not the first time that they've uh referenced a video game in one of their songs they do have a song called shadow moses which was a song that got me into bring me the horizon uh and then sort of makes sense why they ended up on a kojima soundtrack so uh yeah that didn't surprise me at all but anyway enough about music enough about tv shows by the way i think it's thanks for making me miss metal gear solid again just want to bring that up yeah, every time anytime i hear anything about like metal gear related i just i miss that series so much yep it makes it, it's it's making me like sad every time like i'm seeing a lot of like games of the generation lists are popping up and like metal gear solid 5 keeps popping up in there and i'm like look i get it look i get it it's a good but- game it's just not a good metal gear game mm-hmm. I, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have this discussion a lot joel mm-hmm. especially in the I next know, coming months make- <laughs> yeah i know it still makes me mad though but anyway before it's i get okay. off on a tangent <laughs> Before I get off on a tangent about something like that, uh, I think it's time we checked in with the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, uh, where we both sort of bring back what we've been playing over the the last period of time and uh, sort of report our findings, have a chat about it, discuss things. Um, this week we've got uh, we've got two games that we've well, two things that we've pl- both played, and then we've got two separate things each. But uh, yeah, the, the two things that we've been playing, sort of, there's not a whole lot, I guess, to sort of talk about. Um, so let's just dive right into that, I think. Uh, we've both now reached credits on Hades. Yes, we have. Supergiant Games. Yeah, so uh, we've still got epilogue stuff to go, um, but that's sort of a, a bit more of a, a track uh a bit of a trek to get to that kind of stuff but but at least we've seen credits and we've seen how like the main story most of the main story wraps up so we thought we might talk a little bit about that uh if you are playing hades or have intent to play hades uh and haven't finished it yet uh i would probably tune out i'll I'll put the times in the uh in the notes just so if you you haven't played hades yet and you want to you can skip over it even though like honestly story is a big deal sort of but the gameplay is what really kept me in there and honestly knowing of what course, happens yeah. in the story might hook you more but yeah still i will have the times if you want to skip yeah absolutely um so yeah we're, we're going to do some spoiler stuff now talking about sort of you know what happens throughout the course of the game and then towards the end of the main story um and yeah cool so if you don't like that tune out now anyway so yeah, credits, story. What do you, what do you, what are yes. your thoughts on on the story overall? Because like, I mean, we've talked a lot about the gameplay, yeah, we have, and um, sure. how it feels to play. But I mean, it is a super giant games game, so the the narrative is pretty solid as well, and integral to the the gameplay almost as well. So, yeah, yeah I what do you think? I really liked it. I especially liked like as you progressed each time, like after you beat Hades time. Again, not, none of it was, like, terribly surprising, per se, but just the way that 
Zagreus was able, he was not necessarily, he was sort of sometimes like, you know, breaking down Hades' very well-built defense, guarding himself as a person, really, and mm-hmm. just unearthing the real reason why Persephone left and why she didn't come back, and then ultimately culminating in her coming back, and then that starting a whole another chain of events that is going to lead to this epilogue that I'm really curious about. Uh, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I saw someone sort of, uh, there was an article, I can't even remember what it was. It might have been Kotaku posted something about it, about how, like, a lot of this, this like, the narrative, like, even the side quest stuff are almost, like, for lack of better words, like, happy endings for these, like, Greek mythology. Uh, uh, mythology. Yeah, I can like, see that, yeah. Which are usually, so a lot obviously, of the... you know, tragedies. Absolutely, yeah. So, like, a lot of the stuff that, that happens, especially the characters that they make you care about, um, particularly... Um, I haven't finished this yet, but I, and I don't really know the exact ending of what happens with it, but um, particularly with things like um, Orpheus and Eurydice. I really um, want some... I need to get the closure on Achilles and Patroclus. Like, I really need well, that a, in my life. <laughs> that's another one, and I'm sure that there is that in there because they, they sort of... It seems that they are doing that with a lot of those yeah, like little character absolutely. moments that you have. Um, and that's pretty cool. Like... To be able to take, like, ancient mythology and sort of go, now we're going to rewrite, well, not rewrite, but we're going to do some, like, a little fanfic ending to it. Um, but it just so happens that it's super giant game, so their fanfic is, like, pretty good. <laughs> it's uh, pretty solid storytelling, so. Um, Except for, you know, you know who I don't want to have a happy ending? Th- Theseus. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Sick of him. <laughs> Well, it's that, it's that exact it's that meme from Always Sunny where it, it's just it's his picture in the frame and it's just I've had enough of this dude. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Shooting um, his mouth off. At least at least Asphodel's slightly like. I really like the Minotaur. Yeah, Asphodel's humble. Great. Yeah, he's at least he's sort of humble. I, guess, I like. But... I think it was one time I walked in there and Asphodel was the one who started the conversation with me and Zacharias was like, "Is this like you're t- you're talking?" <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I, I really I, like it. I need to do some more conversation stuff. Well, I need to tr- to track him down a lot more because I need to do some more conversation stuff with him to to unlock a, an aspect as well. Sure so. do. I haven't. I have it at the point where I need to talk to him. Now I've got to find. Wouldn't you know it? But now I'm at that point. Each time I go for a run, they're like, "Nah." If you nah. pick a mini boss room, fight this stupid little pink thing that shoots the butterflies and spawns skeletons. I'm like, no, I want Asphodel. I want the Minotaur for the gauntlet aspect. Just give it to me. Yep. Yep. I think that's yeah. I I, I need to get that one as well. So so far, I've got the 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 because I, I mean, if you're playing a game and you've sort of gotten past the spoiler thing, you don't really care, but you're interested to know. Um, if you need to get the, if you want to get those like fourth like grayed out aspects for each weapon. Um, you've got to basically sort of converse with specific people and progress their sort of like dialogue chain along. And, and usually you've got to spend Titan blood on the weapons as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a few recommend. There's there's guides and stuff out there to to that give you the sort of the the rundown of what you need to do, which I've used quite a few of. Yeah. And like some some are like, pretty easy. Like the um the spear one, I almost got by default honestly because I was using it so much. And when I talked yep. to Achilles, it was just like. Hey yo, blah. I'm like, oh neat. And then the other yep. ones, like the one that especially I was I, again, not it wasn't hard to get, but getting the one from Chaos, I was it was kind of cool as well. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but I really like I the think... way that they have you unlock those fourth aspects and just how unique those weapons feel. Yes, yeah, I mean they 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 literal game changers. Like the first three, like mix things up nicely. They're sort of almost like mods or variations on them. But like that fourth aspect sort of changes it into a completely different weapon. And like not only gameplay wise, but narratively as well, which is interesting. I what they're doing with those loved. When I when I escaped with um Excalibur, mm-hmm. with, with King Arthur's sword and Hades was mm-hmm. just like, what if King Arthur? This is no king's weapon. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, now it's King Arthur's yep. sword, mate. You watch it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool because it seems like those fourth aspects are related to other mythologies in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really cool. Like I'm like, oh wow, this is awesome. I'm like, could they? D- I know Supergiant don't do sequels, but like. DLC maybe like it's a roguelike exactly I don't think they even do DLC all that often but um yeah like that'd be cool to sort of like maybe do a bit of a god of war and sort of just go well we're going here now it's like oh shit like mix things up a little bit that'd be fun um yeah I mean this game is like it's 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 hot shit at the moment it's because it's so good like it's it's not going to be surprising to see it pop up in so many people's top 10 lists or like top games of the year lists at the end of the year. Cause it's, I mean, it deserves it because it's great. It's so I think good. It's pretty safe. And it's I, pretty safe to say it's going to be in both of ours. But... Yes, absolutely. It'll be very mm. high on mine. Like it'd be surprising mm-hmm. if it wasn't <laughs> at this point. And yeah. I, I understand that super giant are a, a smaller team, but I do hope as well that they can get those other console versions out as soon as possible. Cause I want everyone to play this game. Like everyone yes. should play Hades. <laughs> Yeah. Although I, in my eyes, it, we say about is everything about this about everything, but uh, it is a perfect Switch game. It is like, a perfect I mean, Switch roguelikes, game. Roguelikes feel at home on the Switch. Like it's yes. it is like the best place to play those. Anything where you have to sort of like grind or like you know live die live again sort of things. Um, it's perfect for the Switch because it's just so you can get real comfy with it. But and it's just funny because in. Hades is so engaging that I'm almost always focused on the screen anyway. So that's true. Yeah. Like you, you are sort of like, the, again, the narrative is interesting enough to mm. keep you interested for the whole duration of it. Something's always popping, whether it's the combat, the animations, a, 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 like a, a funny quip from Dionysus in a conversation you've just had when you pick up his item. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it just demands your attention. And again, for a roguelite, Again, I, I said it several weeks ago when I first spoke about it. It's a, a genre I don't usually enjoy. The way that it just held my attention is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and for someone who's like, this is my bread and butter in games that I really enjoy playing. I say enjoy playing, not good at, but uh, like, I, I like, I love playing roguelike games, especially as ones that do have like uh, constant progression systems and things like that as well in them. Um or like that feels like you are getting better with each run, whether it be skill wise or whether it be overarching progression. Um, so that, yeah, I lump it into the same categories as like probably dead cells. Um, Cause I felt like I got better at that game. Not good enough to get to that next level now yet. Cause it's just fucking hard. Um, I guess that's another good thing about it as well. Like the, the game is hard. Don't get me wrong. It is a hard game, but compared to so- something like dead cells or, into the Gungeon or Binding of Isaac. I don't, it, it is nowhere near, it's not as hard as those games. Uh, and you do feel like those constant progressions come 
pretty thick and fast to help you get through it all. What and I then did... on top of that, they've got the God mode as well. So you can, yeah. if you feel like you aren't getting anywhere, you can turn that on and sort of progress a bit further. I was going to say, though, what it does like, because obviously, yeah, Dead Cells and Gungeon, a lot of those games are like on a on a flat, on like a base level, just more difficult. What I really respect about Hades is it lets you, you do your first run and it goes, cool, okay, now tailor your difficulty. Like pick what you want. And I really like mm-hmm. that it gives you that control. So you can yep. make it harder and you can like, you can just make the game kick your ass if you want to in just really interesting ways. And yeah. and, and combined with that, again, with to, to go to Dead Cells as a comparison, as you, as you brought up, uh, when I died in Dead Cells, I was like, all right. Again, I'm, this is just retreading my previous points. I've yeah. died. Time to do that again. Whereas in Hades, I'm like, I died. Who wants to talk to me? Like, it's just, yeah, exactly. It's that little thing where you die. Like, even dying is progress, and that's just genius. And it's integral to the story as well. It like, is. it's it's you have it's to everything die. <laughs> in this game. I was gonna say everything in this game is so intertwined with each other aspect of the game. Like, it's so well wrapped up together. Uh, and it just works so well when it, it, especially when it hits its stride. It's just like we have to stop so... talking about how good it is because it's just every time I think about it, it becomes harder and harder for it not to be my game of the year. Like no joke. Mm. It's yeah, like it's pretty fucking good. It's um, as tight as you can get, and there's it's all killer no filler. Mm, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, oh, I had another thought I was going to make, but I guess it wasn't important. But I mean, the point is, this game's great. Like, uh, it is. oh, uh, it was about the, it was about the difficulty as well. Like, when you do finish your first run, you get the um, the what are they called? The pact of punishments. Yeah, you've got yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah that's what I was talking about. Yeah, the way oh, it lets you okay. tailor the difficulty, and again, like going through with that sing. Like, obviously, each time you clear it with a pact, you can then have another pact, and then that gets you like more titan blood, more diamonds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it just really, again, it gives you more to come back for, more to push through to unlock those extra aspects and stuff. It's just, yeah, it's great. This game's amazing. This, yeah. The systems in the game, they get they get doled out at a really nice pace. And then when they're all there, they don't feel overwhelming. Like everything makes sense by the time you've got all those, like, you know, um, pieces in place. Like they, they all work well with each other. They're all interlinked with each other and they all make sense to you know even dumb idiots like me that are just like what like everything like story wise difficulty wise all the different weapons like you know that the strength the pros and cons of those weapons like and how it physically changes how you play like yeah that's probably the one thing about like this that compared to other roguelikes that i've played is like i other roguelikes i play i just sort of like i almost like slam my head against the wall until i like just break through it eventually and then this one, like, by switching weapons and having, you know, not only, like, the game, like, encourages you to switch weapons by giving you that bonus, of that darkness bonus. So if you switch weapons, you get a, a bonus to your darkness pickups. It encourages you to experiment with other weapons, and then they change your playstyle completely because you might go from being a close-up, you know, gauntlets brawler to using the bow and arrow. And that means you've got to keep distance as much as you can. And, um... Unless you sort of tweak with it with boons and stuff as well. But yeah, anyway, it's so good. It's, it's just great. Good. This is amazing. It's great. And like, it felt like the, the credits felt really satisfying as well. It was like, yeah, okay. 
all right, this is a nice little ending. And then on top of that for them to go, it's not over yet though. We've got more to tell you. Mm. Um, yeah, so good. Really excited to see what happens in the future. I don't, I don't know if they're, if they're going to keep updating it for a long time, but hey, I would be willing to keep playing Hades Supergiant, just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would be. And um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be very interesting to see where they take like where they how they operate from uh here on out whether they do decide to do a sequel or something like that for the first time um because a lot of their games have been like sort of critical successes and like the people who've played them champion them and and love them for the most part and i think this is the first one of theirs that has been a real like broken through to the mainstream like like this is a big streaming game as well because it is such a it, again it's a game that is built like it is entertaining to watch people play as well like it is fun to watch people play this game and see how they tackle these like challenges. Because um, like Super Giant's definitely no stranger to success. I know that Bastion was huge when it came out. It was very that's like, true, as, far, but, as far as like indie games go, it was like the one to play. But that's the thing though the the field was a lot smaller back then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really, like there was there was not like shouting into the void levels of of like uh, indie games out there th- th- um than there is now so but i guess you know they have proved themselves and they have yeah, that yeah like you see, said, they're not strangers to a success you see that super giant logo like you at least check that game out yeah yeah you knew you're in for some sort of quality at some in some way shape or form um i mean it's the first one of theirs that i've finished um I've I have actually started playing Transistor since we Damn started this last week. You got to finish um, that, Joel. Finish it. Yeah, I do need to finish that. I haven't played enough of it yet to bring it to a quest log, but I will. I'm working on it. Um, I will send Brendan after you. Oh, I know he's already on to me. Like he sent me a message the other day saying it was on sale on Epic Game Store, and I'm like, I think I've got it already, and I did because it was a plus it game. Was a plus so game, I yeah. Um, I downloaded it again on PS4 and, and um, I started it up the other day. But um, when I find some time, I'm actually going to sit down yeah, and play some more fair. of that. It's definitely worth it, though. Don't sleep mm. on Transistor. Yep. Anyway, before, you know, we, we've talked enough about Supergiant Games for one for, for this week. Uh, I think it's time to move on to the other thing that we've both played, uh, which is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Demo got released for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, it, yeah, the demo got released because there was a uh, partner showcase direct last week, um, which we will talk about later on in the show, the whole thing itself, because there's some pretty neat stuff in there. Um, but one of the things that was in there was, uh, yeah, a new trailer and a. Um, uh, they put up another video after it, didn't they? No, it was, that was for Bravely Default. Um, yes, that was yeah, Bravely Default, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting my wires crossed. Uh, yeah, they put up a demo for it that came out like, you know, Shadow Drops. Uh, and we both played it. Um, it's a pretty solid demo, like, in terms of, like, length. It was Yeah, it gives beefy. you the, the first chapter, basically, which I think is about an mm. hour long, nearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty decent. And then it sort of gives you a taste of what's to come. Um, You see that, that map open up and you're like, oh, here we go. You can see the four divine beasts and it's like, Oh shit! Here we go, and then it's like, nah, wait, wait for the full game. You're like, oh, and you bastards! Worth noting that progress will carry over to the full release as well. Yes, yeah. Nintendo are usually pretty good with that yeah. with their demos, so especially like things to do with their 
not specific, like not necessarily just like first party titles, but with their first party licenses. Mm. Um, because I feel like there's other games that have done that before as well. But, um, what did you think of this? So, little okay. slice. Um, I don't really spend want to spend too much time on the gameplay because here's the thing: it was fun, but it's just like, hey, Warriors games are fun, right? Yeah. The cop, like, I do think the combat, at least for because so you get to play as Link, Zelda, and Impa, and mm-hmm. they do actually feel surprisingly different, and yes. I would say varying levels of um, not necessarily like difficulty to play but link is it's just like hey man just swing that sword just mash that button yeah and then you've yep. got impa can like make uh like copies of herself and like absorb them and just do again just crazy stuff and zelda like here hang on in breath of the wild when link got that sheikah slate clearly clearly heavily nerfed like that thing has oh been- yeah nerfed to the ground because zelda is just i mean even even the other characters when they're using the the sheikah slates it's like good lord it's been metroided to shit like yeah the massive power down oh it's uh, all all wiped out you're gonna collect all that shit again um but in the war it was like throwing like 20 bombs yeah okay but just one bomb now okay (laughs) you gotta re-download those apps just re-download them you'll be fine you know use the smart switch function on your phone to switch Crop you across all your your data. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, you're right. Like in terms of like gameplay, it's it is just a Muso Warriors game, um, which is not a bad thing because those games are inherently, for the most part, fun. Uh, and like you know, there are exceptions to the rule, obviously, but um, where they've sort of missed the mark, I guess. But from my experience with the ones that I have played, which is basically Hyrule Warriors One, um, and the demo for Persona 5 Scramble in Japanese, which that's not good on this Like, I again. told you, Joel, stop thinking about it. It's been removed mm. from their, like, upcoming yep. release schedule, so it's not happening until next year, probably. I keep forgetting that it just it already came out. Like, we already have it. It's so good. Just to mimic Ben Moore for a second there yeah. <laughs> uh, from the Easy Allies. But, uh, yeah, like, those are the ones I've sort of really played the most of, particularly Hyrule Warriors on Wii U I bought on put it on um and i guess the biggest like record like the biggest compliment i can give this demo is that afterwards i started looking for cheap copies of the definitive edition on switch of the first one so i was like oh man i got a real itch to scratch now with hyrule warriors i want to play i'll play some more now um so yeah i guess it you know it fulfilled its its job of like hooking me in yeah, um, like it, it, the only reason I'm not getting it is just that terrible timing. Otherwise, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I picked up Hyrule Warriors at launch; it was great. The last, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I picked up that at launch, and I picked up Fire Emblem Warriors at launch. That was not so great. But mm-hmm. the first Attack on Titan game, which is also a Warriors game, just in a different, a, a uniquely tailored skin for that particular style of game, was great mm-hmm. as well. But I know I I heard the Berserk one wasn't good, and I haven't heard stellar things about the Dragon Quest ones. But yeah. this this and Persona definitely look like they're gonna drag me back into Muso. Wasn't there a Fist of the North Star one as well? No, there was a there was a Fist of the North Star game by the Yakuza guys. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. And there's a demo but, for that, and that is amazing, might I add. Right. Okay. Um Yeah, so like I, I like you're hundred percent right. Like I, I will I want to play this game it's just that it's coming out at a really bad time yeah even if we time. do have a little bit more 
time. Actually, no, it's probably worse now, isn't it? It is because so here's the it's, thing. Yeah. Cyberpunk slipped, so I was like, "Cool, well now I can get definitely play Miles and hopefully start mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed." And then Hyrule Warriors like, "I'm on the 20th." I'm like, "Yeah, but so by the time I finish Miles, and maybe dabble in Assassin's Creed, it is practically Cyberpunk time." I'm so yep. sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I like, I, I would love to see the numbers on this game month to month, just to see it like be like, launch. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, January, it's not too bad. February, bang, spikes up, yeah. like, has, like, a massive surge in sales. I mean, I would wait and see what it, what it does when they officially date Breath of the Wild 2. That'll be Actually, that's a very good point as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's not a, much, a lot to talk about. It is a Muso game. Um, the performance is questionable at some point. Yeah, sometimes the frame rate can be iffy, and if it's not the frame rate, it's the dynamic resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously again Muso so the AI of your allies and the enemies on the field is just sort of just like stand there and hey come and hit me like, alright I guess I'll hit you hey I killed 200 guys in one sweep that was great and it was fun but also you guys didn't do anything so you know uh, but on the flip side it is cool seeing it, grand- it is obviously shrunk down a bit to work but Hyrule Field and seeing villages like people have found like uh, Lon Lon Ranch they found I think one oh, of the cool towns from Link's awakening is there like it's just so it's cool that because obviously there was easter eggs on the original breath of the wild map where you could be like oh that's a cool nod to this or that and it seems like this map is just taking it sort of a step further which is neat um mm-hmm. but yeah obviously still a muse game I've, i would play the demo before you get too excited yeah, about it which is available sure. now especially if you've not played a muse game before yes like definitely yeah, you definitely should sort of know what you're getting into before you play this buyer's game. What I will um, say is um, the first thing that struck me, and again, this is this shouldn't be surprising uh, from what we played of, uh, from the demo we played of Persona 5, where it's just like, hey, it's Persona 5, but also there's a Muso part. I'm like, sweet. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I want from this game. Yep. Uh, the cutscenes are, they are cutscenes. This game mm-hmm. has a story, and that could go well or it could go bad and i think that's just the one part i'm still a bit nervous on yeah especially considering like what's being included in that story we have a little time traveling baby guardian and i'm like i don't know how to feel about this yeah 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 especially if this ends up like i mean it seems like it's canon which makes me wonder okay well cool we're probably gonna have something in this that's gonna affect breath of the wild 2 yeah actually yeah 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 surely right like even if it's there's, like at the end there's like a post-game campaign that takes place after breath of the wild like i don't know something like that i don't know yeah like that, that sort of is like a, a an epilogue to breath of the wild and a prologue to breath of the wild too yeah i'm oh, curious man, that'd be really good um will we see even tight island hmm, will they question. do like a little like bonus because i can see it on the map it's down there in the bottom right corner I was like, it's there. I can see it. So maybe that would be kind of fun. I don't know how you'd implement that in a Muso game, but like better question. I mean, will we see Ganon? Well, yeah, I guess we haven't really seen like there's Calamity Ganon, which has been, you know, the the puff of cloud flying around the castle, but also in the Breath of the Wild 2 teaser, it certainly looked a lot like a Ganondorf that was being right upped. So I don't know. Maybe he'll be in here. Who knows? Like, I, Again, it's a lot of those, like, the possibilities of a breath, a very cinematic Breath of the Wild story that 
appeal like appeal to me. I'm very curious, but it's just like bad timing. Otherwise, I would obviously yeah. be there day one. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, but we will most likely talk about that again at some point when we do get a chance to play yes. it uh, down the track. Um, moving on, uh, I played a couple of other things this week. Uh, just dabbled in a few, a couple of things or this last couple of weeks. Uh, I picked up a game on the Switch that was on sale for uh, two dollars fifty, I think it was. There was some crazy Switch deals these last couple of weeks, and I don't quite yeah, understand really was. what was happening. Well, this one in particular, um, the the developer Paper Cult were celebrating. I think it's five year anniversary. See, that makes sense. Yeah, it was. I... There was an anniversary of sorts that they were celebrating. They're like, "Hey, have this game for ninety percent off." Yeah, because I picked um, up Killer Queen Black for like two dollars fifty, and I was like, "Why is yep. this so cheap?" And even again, I didn't buy it, but I was very tempted. Like Nino Cooney was down to like fourteen dollars. It was like eighty percent mm-hmm. off. I'm like, the first yeah. Nino Cooney is good. I do like it. Yeah, having a portable would be handy as yeah, well. But um, I don't know. but it was just some weird sales, and I was just again, yeah. It, I bought Amnesia Collection again because it was eight dollars. I'm like, you know what? I don't own it on Switch yet. Now I own it on Switch. It's been fixed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I decided to, to pull the trigger on this one because um, it's a game I'd seen a few people play in like Let's Plays and things like that, and um, I'd heard good things about. Uh, and that game is Blood Roots by the aforementioned Paper Cult, uh, based in Montreal. Uh, so Bloodroots is basically like, I guess, Hotline Miami-esque is probably the best way to put it, um, without right. sort of like, yeah, without discouraging it too much, because um, it does have its own style and its own flavor to it, um, but it has the whole one here, actually there's a theme with both the games I played this week, this these last couple of weeks, is both very similar. Um that yeah, so they're they you know, you take one hit and you're dead. Enemies take one hit, they're dead basically. Um, bar a few instances of things. Uh, the cool thing about this one is it's like really cool art style. It's like this really cool cartoony art style. Um, it's like a, a like a a Wild West revenge tale. Um, about uh, yeah, Mister uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Wolf yeah. He's basically like trying to figure out who killed him and left him for dead, and somehow he manages to come back to life. It's this a is all in the first. I'd probably, I would probably want yeah. to know. This is not really spoilers. It's all. I think it's in the trailer as well, but it's all in, within the first cutscene. This happens. Um, so yeah, and you basically go on a uh, a revenge fueled adventure across the the lands to try and find um, your killer, basically. And yeah. It's really cool. So the cool thing about it is, much like Hotline Miami, there are things scattered around the area. But unlike Hotline Miami, the things that are scattered around aren't like guns and swords and knives and stuff like that. It's things like axes. There are swords, um, ladders, wheels off, like broken wheels off wagons. Um, and the cool thing about those weapons are, is like they essentially have ammo. So they they break they've got durability they break after a certain amount of hits depending on the item so like a ladder you can like swing three times uh, and then it breaks essentially um, or like not necessarily swing three times you can you can hit three enemies and then it breaks um, and each of the different items have like really do have a different feel uh, to them to the point where they will actually give you specific weapons to use for traversal. 
So there are like platforming segments where you'll get like the rapier like sword, which has like a, a it attacks in like a dashing formation, so you can clear gaps with it. So oh, you can okay. use that to like do like yeah. So there's like in between there's like little platforming and like puzzle platforming segments where you use these items to try and traverse through to the next area where you cause mayhem with whatever is available. So you're picking up like things like carrots and cabbages off the ground or. Um, sometimes other enemies as well. You can pick up their body, like parts of their bodies if you exploded them, um, and and use them as weapons. Uh, it's a really fun game. Um, there's got like once you clear a stage, uh, like after you finish like certain stages, I think or bosses, you get um, different hats. And then when you go back and replay old levels, they have different abilities attached to them, much like the masks in uh, Hotline Miami. So, you know, like things like you can um, kill enemies with one punch, basically, instead of like taking a couple of punches if you're unarmed, um, like your punch gets powered up with a certain mask. Uh, and then there's like, you know, you can go back and get better grades on each level as well. So nice. and it's like a A to F sort of scale, I think. Or a to E. I, I, don't know I, don't, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with sort of, I don't want to say copying Hotline Miami, but like it definitely mm. is heavily inspired by it. Because that formula is just so strong, right? Yeah. Like, and it it has that like it has that quick respawn as well. Like that's oh, again Super Meat in, Boy like integral for that sort of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you die, you're back in. Like the initial load is like a little bit long, especially because I'm playing it on Switch. Um, but it's not te- like awful, but it's it's long. But once you're in the maps, like you die, restart, you die, restart. It's See, it's instantaneous. I don't mind a good long load at the start if it means the stuff that comes after is quick. I'm completely yeah. fine with that. Hundred um, percent. And yeah, this does that really, really well. Um, it's a little bit framey. I'm playing in handheld mode on the Switch. A little bit framey uh, in certain areas, and it's like you know, it it definitely dips, especially once you start getting a little bit more chaotic with things. Um, but it has boss fights like there are uh, i guess like hotline miami and stuff did as well but like this one has like clear cut boss fights where it's like you are entering a boss area now this is and it has like different mechanics um the one i had to do i had to like it had like a charge up ability that would like fire a giant laser and i had to switch between like three different lanes to avoid like while i was chasing after it and then you get once you got past that you get to an area where you could like make your way up and attack and do damage, and then it would start over again and add a new element into it. Um, and I thought that was really neat as well. Nice. Um, it's a really fun game. And yeah, like like I said, it's it been a game that I'd sort of like been keeping my eye on because I'd heard good things about it. Um, but I saw it was $2.50, and I was like, well, why wouldn't I? Like, yeah. why the hell? It's a game that looks like would is definitely in my wheelhouse and something that I really enjoy playing. Um, and for that price, why wouldn't I? So... Uh, it's, I think it's back up to full price now, but it is definitely worth a look if you like things like Hot Mi- like Miami or Super Meat Boy or um, those those like games that are. It's the difficulty is definitely a lot less as well. Like, but it is a lot of that trial and error of like finding the right line. It's almost like Tony Hawk as well, trying to find the right line through a level because you sometimes they'll give you like multiple ways through. Um, so you've got to find the way that feels right for you and and that you feel is working. And then you'll like might clear that little first little bit and you're like die. You're like, all right, cool. But then you've got that part down pat, and then you add on to that that line, and eventually you've got this one full consistent line through until all the enemies are dead, and you yeah. move on to the next area. Um, and I really enjoy that. So if you like games like that, 
Highly recommend checking out Bloodroots. It's on uh, PC, Switch, PS4 at the moment. Definitely worth your time. Hmm. But Karen, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Uh, so I'll start off with a, with a, with a short one, with a quick one. Uh, I've been dabbling out of pure, I don't want to say boredom, but it's, it's okay. They got me the same way they always get you. Nintendo, look, sometimes I just want to play some Pokemon. Right. And I know that I sh- like if I want this franchise to evolve, to, to change, I just have to stop. But also sometimes it's what I want. The uh, the second expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield, Crown Tundra, came out, I think, last week. Uh, yes. And I briefly asked around a couple of our friends for a day or two. I was like, is, is, it, is it good? Is it worth it? And they were like, oh, it's not bad. And, I was, and at that point, I'm like, I've already, I've already bought it, dudes. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't stop myself. And again, I should have. I probably shouldn't have bought it because what I will say about it is it's okay, right? For right. what I paid for it, I would probably say no. Like I think that the expansion pass was like forty or something dollars, which yeah. is pretty pretty steep as far as expansion passes go. Uh, the yeah. first the first pack, Isle of Armor, I didn't I didn't like it that much. It's pretty pretty basic. You go to this island off to the uh, east of Galar, and it's sort of what I do like about both these DLCs, I should say, is they take place in their own wild areas. But it also gives me an idea of like the direction I could see the Pokemon team taking games in the future because the wild areas were an interesting idea in Sword and Shield, but also it was just this big open area. There's just and you you right you kind of you go through there half the time the game is just chugging because especially if you're online and the frame rate's just crashing like crazy. Um, clearly, is it a good still idea, doing that. Is it still doing that? Like, is it still? It like, definitely it, it does it on it does it in times. Like, I've been online a couple of times in in these DLCs. I'm like, oh boy, this is it's pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, but definitely, if there's anything they take away from the DLC, especially Crown Tundra, I really like Crown Tundra's area because again, it, it's very much all wild area, but it's divvied up and sectioned up in a way that's easier to explore. And I'm like, okay, I could see this sort of being a a place you would journey through like the old pokemon right. games like right go, go to your town transition to a to like route two go through that another town etc and this sort of gives me an idea of how they could actually evolve the wild areas to fill that role but it's not, not quite there um, right as far as the content goes like again it's pretty soft isle of armor you go there you talk to some other tr- some trainer who wants to be a gym leader you get this cute little pokemon called cub and they're like, all right, train this Pokemon. I'm like, okay, sure. They're like, cool, when you're ready, you can go to this tower. I'm like, all right. They're like, it needs to be level 70. I'm like, well, I'm not training this level 10 thing to 70, so I'm just going to cram some candies in its mouth and just buff it up. Right. Which, it feels so wrong, but I'm like, I'm not training you those 60 levels, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's a lot. 70, it is. man. And then they're like, cool, you can come into town now. I'm like, great. I just honestly... I just hooked this guy up on an IV drip of like candy yep, and just, just hopped him up on sugar and he's ready to go. <laughs> give him that rare candy. Um, um, yeah. No, I was just going to say in terms of like, you're saying about like the price is not, is not great, but would you rather pay this price for two DLC packs or a re 
issued version of the original game that you have to play through all the old content again to get to the new stuff and pay full price for it. I mean, with that being the other option, yeah, like obviously I'm going to pick this. Yeah, I I know it's not like in a perfect world it'd be like oh just do another game or like or you know whatever but like or charge less for it but i mean this is nintendo and the pokemon company like they know how much of a cash cow they've got with this so it this seems like them sort of being merciful in a way in some way um so that's why i was sort of on board with it i haven't yeah having said i I haven't bought it but that is a fair point uh still really miffed about the ridiculousness of having a version of the dlc for each version of the game yeah and being being like hey make sure you buy the version of a dlc that matches your game i'm like just just sell the dlc just do that um (laughs) you're insane ash Ash actually bought it last week she or a couple weeks ago she bought it and she almost bought the complete edition she she almost bought the full game and the there's always 125 yeah i was gonna say so that is an option as well. If you have, if you, yep. if you some for some reason didn't buy Pokemon Sword or Shield, you can get the complete editions as of this Friday for one hundred and twenty four dollars. Yep. Um, which is boy, that's pretty steep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she almost did that and uh, was like, oh. So she got the right one though, so it's fine. Yeah, that's good. But again, like it's just, it's just unnecessarily confusing when I just want to buy some DLC. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> um. So is like the DLC like lengthy or not i I guess like grinding up a character to get a pokemon to get to level 70 is pretty i guess you could say that's content yeah i mean again isle of armor was kind of short with that especially i think with that being the main hook and i was just like i'm just gonna feed it candy like there are some extra things to do there and what i do appreciate is a you when you're on the isle of armor you get the ability to basically initiate max raid battles and uh defeating them Cause gives them a chance to spawn these like like little fucking Dynamax mushrooms on the island, right? And if you collect three of those and take them to the dojo, they can basically make a soup to give to a Pokemon of your choice to give them their um, Gigantamax, which is really nice because there are some Gigantamaxes that either I missed when they were like frequently spawning, or I just honestly can't be bothered just chucking wishing pieces in like dens and crossing my fingers, uh, especially like for the big ones. Obviously, the Cubfu has a specific. Gigantamax, depending on which uh, evolution you give him, and each of the starters got a, di- a Gigantamax as well, which right. is amazing because my um, oh, how am I forgetting his name? I this third stage of the water Pokemon in Inteleon. Uh, I think it's Inteleon. Inteleon. Is it Inteleon? That sounds right. I think I'd it believe is. that. I think I'm right. Okay, yeah, it's Inteleon. Thank God. Sweet. Um, so he. Boy. He faces the true evolution of um, Sobble, right? Where he was like, oh, look at this little emo guy, right? Yep. Um, Inteleon's Gigantamax is he basically uses his t- his tail to make a sniper tower. <laughs> yep, makes a clock he, tower, snipes people from and it. And then he snipes the enemy, which makes me slightly uncomfortable, but uh, hey, yep. it is what it is. So like, that's no, no, a, no, he's just like a spy. Yeah, no, okay. No, he's a not, psychopath. I see it, but it's fine. Yeah. Especially with, like the he get obviously his max his G max attack is very specifically it is it does look cool just like he crashes on the ground scopes in and miss it does this cool side shot of just like the water 
piercing the enemy. It's just cool. It's flashy, and I like it. But yeah, Isle of Armor wasn't that great. I've only recently started Crown Tundra, and I think whilst on one hand it is definitely as short in the story department, it does offer a lot more in the way of catching Pokemon. Uh, basically, like all the legendaries are packed in there, which is crazy. Uh, it adds in these like little Dynamax adventures, which but you can team up with like three other friends and go into this branching uh, Dynamax dungeon, which I was excited about. And then when I got there, they're like, guess what? You could only use rental Pokemon. I'm like, what? I mean, I know it's so I don't just, you know, clean this place out right. with my level 100 legendaries, but I don't really want to take this, like, I don't know, um, Squirtle. Like, <laughs> I don't want to take that with me. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, especially, again, definitely feels like it's meant to be played with friends because... So taking a rental Pokemon sucks. Imagine taking a rental Pokemon, but also with three AI people taking other rental Pokemons. That's like Pokemon. It's like, no, you, it doesn't really work. But again, I haven't no. tried it with friends. Maybe it's better that way. Uh, but you basically fight through there, and at the end is a legendary. Um, it doesn't tell you what it is. You just sort of got to guess when you get there, and you can catch it. Uh, in addition to that, you can catch the freaking Reggies are back. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Said no mm-hmm. one. Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, and Reggie Rock. God damn it. Uh, as well as two new Reggies, which you can pick one of the two. So make sure you've got a friend who picks the other. Thank you, Ben, <laughs> for having access to both of them. He's going to hook me up with the one I don't pick. Thank God. Sweet. And I can get you Reggie Gigas after that. Uh, the birds from Blue and Red, the, the, the Kanto legendaries are back. And they have fancy new Galarian forms. Uh, they look pretty cool. They do look cool. And so how they work is basically once you hit a certain point, you can go to this tree and they're all hanging out there. You get a cool little cutscene. And then in true legendary dogs from Pokemon Gold and Silver style, they break up and you've got to chase them. At first I was worried this would be hard to do, but they seem to pop in when I... because So one of them spawns on the Isle of Armor, one in the Tundra, and one in the, the uh, Vanilla Wild Area. Right. They weren't too bad. Uh, Moltres was fine to catch. He just flies around the island. You sort of got to just intercept him. Zapdos was kind of annoying because his path when he runs is through a lot of grass. And I was just like, please, I don't want to fight this Pidgey or like this, this like stupid little Pokemon. I want to fight that legendary bird that looks like a Chocobo. Let me have it. Yeah. Um, but the worst was Articuno easily because when you catch it, it then it'll, it'll like raise its wing up. Like it basically splits into three. One of them will raise its wing up and you're like, okay, that's the one I've got to look at. And then it just spins insanely fast. I'm like, well, I've lost it. I don't know which one it is. And so then there's three of them and you've got to pick the real one. If you get it wrong, it just goes, nah, and bamps off. And I guess you've got to try again. So I was very lucky it was saved beforehand. Oh. <laughs> and just like constantly reloaded my game until I caught it. Uh, again, annoying, but I do like the idea of it and the designs are interesting. Yep. Uh, but yeah, honestly, Crown Tundra is better i'm enjoying it more there's more to do i do like that they've brought in more of the old pokemon and that if you don't want to buy the dlc for these pokemon you can trade them into your game it does feel a bit crap that you've got to pay to catch them but i mean i guess they're here right i i mean look if you're this isn't necessarily true i was gonna say if you're a true if you're a pokemon fan you're probably already gonna buy it that's probably not true because I, I there are a lot of like quote unquote Pokemon fans who sort of wanted to boycott Sword and Shield at the get go. So 
I don't know. It's, this this yeah. series could do so much more. <laughs> right? It could. Yeah, it really could. And and they they are trying. They're just taking the tiniest of tiny baby steps, I think, to get there. Like but truly they are. Like boy, dipping their toe in every now and then just sort of like is it or is this going to work? It, it kind of speaks it speaks volumes for like, you know, the the size of those like tiptoe steps when one of the most exciting things in this game is in a wild area, you can control the camera. And it's just like, that's a, that's a bullet point. That's yeah. That's a, that's uh, a, an exciting okay. new feature for the Pokemon franchise. Camera yeah. control. Here we go. We're finally here. How many gens are we in? How many Pokemon gens? Good Lord. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I guess I just want more from these games, but I still bought the DLC and like, it was fun. Crown Tundra. I'm definitely am enjoying more. And it is oddly satisfying to just have new Pokemon to throw balls at and catch right. cool it comes down to it <laughs> but that's it i guess that's that's you know gotta catch them all that's what pokemon's about exactly that oh really annoying minor gripe so obviously they expand the pokedex or like you know you, there's pokemon that weren't in the original decks to get i was like oh hey i wonder if this means the national decks is going to be in the game it doesn't instead when you go into your pokedex you've got your you've got your galar decks then you've got your armor Pokedex, and then your crowned Tundra Pokedex, and it's okay. just really annoying. And then you're like, okay, well, I'll I'll save my game, where obviously it has your total Pokemon court, and they don't count. So my Pokedex still says 400, and I'm like, okay, well, that's that's really weird and stupid. Like, yeah, like that's I don't know I don't know what the reasoning behind that is, but it just I don't know it 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 makes me irrationally annoyed. <laughs> Just one of those things, just like that's dumb and I hate it. This is stupid. I've yeah. caught, I've caught the four hundred in Sword and Shield, and probably an extra hundred or so that you've added in so far. Reflect that, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. The DLC is fine. Like, I would maybe save it if you haven't picked it up. I don't know. Maybe watch some videos. Really ask yourself if you need to catch those legendaries, because honestly, if you've already got a complete Dex, you can probably skip it pretty easily. Like, it's not like it's, although like. If you are going for the complete decks, there are new legendaries, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would say that it's been fun, but it's not exactly... It's not like I looked at it and I'm like, man, I'm glad I spent that $40. It's like, well, I've spent that $40, so here and we I go. Did some th- I did some things, and here we are. But yeah, that really about does it for my Pokemon feelings at the moment. I might... Yeah. When I finish Tundra, maybe it'll change. Maybe I'll come back and be like, worth it. But right now, I'm sort of like... Eh, I did it. I have it happened. Just hold off. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Well, Karen, I've been playing another game this week. Um, that I picked up last week. Um, the day it launched, I picked it up. Uh, and that is a game called Ghost Runner. Uh, it's been developed by uh One More Level and Slipgate Ironworks. Um, Ghost Runner. I saw what we've talked about on the show before. Cause I think we did. You play the demo in the end. I don't know if I did. It's been a while. This year's been two yeah. years or three years in, a, in like just yeah. crammed together. I may have. Yeah, yeah. I definitely did because I remember sort of leaving a, a definite impression on me. And I think I spoke about it on the show. Um, and it's uh, it's full out in full release now. Um, it also, I picked up because I felt like I needed to pick it up because it did net me some serious points in our, our fantasy league. So that was, that was a nice pick it. up there. I'm very happy with that one. Uh, yeah, so I put in a few uh, a few hours with it now with the full release of the game. Um, I got up to... I've just finished the first boss fight, I guess, of sorts. 
Um, and I gotta say, I love this game. This game is very, very good. Um, continuing on my trend of uh, of games that I've played this week, uh, that uh, like you know, one hit you're dead, sort of tough as nails, really using the environment to your advantage, sort of thing. Um, this is that, yeah, uh, but on crack. Like it's, um, you play as a ghost runner uh, called Jack, uh, and it's set in this uh, this massive skyscraper sort of building thing uh, called Dharma Tower. Um, and yet yeah, it is the, the home of the remainder of humanity after an unspecified global calamity known as the burst. Um, so it's got lore, it's got like lots of different bits of story elements to it as well. Um, but, uh, I've only sort of scratched the surface of that because obviously I'm only slightly diving into it. Um, the gameplay is what we're here for, uh, is what I'm here to talk about mostly. And even then I know that there's more to come. Uh, abilities wise that is going to sort of expand on that as well but from my first sort of like i want to say like two hours of it roughly um you get uh access in that in that time frame you get access to like a uh what's the first one you get it's like a quick dash basically that you can sort of use to um take out multiple enemies in one hit um and then i've also now just got like a like a parry almost like a deflect so i can deflect bullets back um so they're the two abilities that i've got but the idea is you're this ghost runner who gets woken up by this sort of mysterious voice and um sort of tells you to help him out which is basically the tutorial and it's basically the demo as well it oh, ends okay. with you waking you waking uh him up and um him sort of like diving into your cybernetics and you sort of like crashing essentially um but yeah, you've got this cool, badass katana, uh, and the enemies are one hit dead, but it is also your one hit and you're dead as well. Um, so the thing, the tools they give you from the start, uh, yeah, as I said, you've got this katana, which you, is your like your main, well, it's your only weapon really to sort of um, uh, like to attack these enemies. But you also get like a time slow element as well, where it's sort of like slows down time it's bullet time basically so this, and, this but, game and I, I know people other people have said it but it is just what if first person high budget katana zero yeah absolutely um so you can you can slow down time and dodge bullets basically uh and like not so much that you can you must like it is a, an integral part of the game um so enemies that the, the way that they fire their guns are usually even the base level enemies they have a pretty big charge up on them but when they fire they fire quite quickly so you've got to sort of like time your jump and and, and like your your plan of attack and dodge these bullets to get out of the way so you can get the the jump on them quite literally um i would also throw in there like we, we, we've mentioned things like katana zero and hotline miami i'd also throw in some titanfall 2 in there just because the there's a lot of free running and a lot of like parkouring basically around the environment um so like you can like jump towards a wall and you'll run against that wall. It doesn't seem to have a time limit on it. Doesn't it like a stamina or anything like that? You can just sort of run on the wall. Um, but obviously there are parts where the walls are quite short, so you've got to be jumping between different walls and things like that as well. Um, they also give you a grappling hook as well. So sometimes you'll need to say you'll enter an area and there'll be a grapple point. You'll grapple point and it'll take you up to a wall where you'll wall run. 
then you'll see an enemy down below, so you'll jump off the wall, they'll fire, you hit slow-mo, dodge out of the way, and then that dodge also uses your momentum as a like a dash forward, basically. Um, so when you're on the ground, it works as like a normal dash. Yeah. You just dodge out of the way. But okay. when you're in the air, when you hold it down, it slows down time. Um, and yeah, it is, it's tough. Um, they start introducing more enemy types. So, so far I've seen like the basic grunts then, um, sort of like, you know, the step up from that is enemies with like machine guns that will fire like a rapid fire burst of bullets, um, and then reload. Uh, and I've also just been introduced to like shield characters that have like a giant, like almost like a 180 degree shield around the front of them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. So the the whole idea of that is you've got to try and like use that slow down time movement and sort of like jump over them, and, like dodge their bullets and then dodge o- around them or over the top of them is what I usually do and land down and then sort of like land down and attack them um, behind their shield. They introduce them quite a far way in, so you sort of got a feel for the mechanics of the game at that point. Um, yeah, like this game when when it when it clicks with you, like it, like I said, it's really tough, and, and it is um it does have those sort of like instant respawns as well. So like That's you good. die, hit R, you're back in. Like it's not instantaneous. It's a, it's um, the best really, way to hook you into the loop for a lot of these games. Absolutely, um, it's very very snappy, and then um, so the best way to sort of like work your way through a level is sort of like a lot of trial and error. So you're, you work into an area and it'll give you like just a giant playground arena area. It's not, it's not necessarily walled off by anything, but um, in terms of like where you entered in, you can sort of run back that way if you want. Um, But yeah, it gives you an area and you've just got to try and figure out your way through the level uh, sort of taking out, all the enemies and then eventually you know you the last enemy you kill does it in like slow motion so you can you you know you're like okay this room is clear i can move on now um nice it it is a lot of fun i am thoroughly enjoying this game i'm playing it on pc uh but it's also out in ps4 xbox one switch it's coming to next gen consoles as well switch. <laughs> um yeah i'm very curious about that because like on pc it is quite nice to look at and it runs very well on my two three-year-old yeah two-year-old pc it is nice um, it's on console but it really does seem like a game that i would recommend above all that you play on pc mm-hmm. if possible i would 100 percent recommend that as well i i think it's 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 almost imperative to play it on PC. like it's almost like like a must buy on pc um but yeah, it is great. Uh, the, the other thing I'll mention about this game is the soundtrack by Daniel Deluxe is phenomenal because it is this sort of like cyberpunk, crazy, neon-soaked future sort of feel. Um, it has this like amazing like synthwave, like outrun soundtrack just pulsing underneath it. And it just adds to that feeling of, like I said, when, when this game clicks... Like you, you'll you'll get through like a an area where you finally figured out your best way through it, and it just clicks, and you feel like a, just an unstoppable killing machine, and you have this just beautiful like pulsing soundtrack underneath that is just like amping you up for the next encounter, and it's just it's great. I love it so much. And the um, good news is you got to play a cyberpunk game in November. I did, yes. So it's definitely holding. I was already going to pick it up anyway. Um. 
I think I've read it's about eight to ten hours as well. Like it's not a super long game, um, but that is of course if you um, uh, you know tackle it head on and manage to get through it in in a timely manner. I think it might take me a little bit longer. Um, like I said at the start of this, I just got to the first. I just finished the first boss of sorts. Um, and I think I messaged you after I did it, and I was just like, "Oh boy, that got the blood pumping," because um, <laughs> it was like, you know, jump, slow mo, dodge, uh, slide. Uh, oh, you've also got a slide as well. So, because um, this game's all about momentum as well, so there'll be areas where there'll be like slanted ramps down to the next area, and you'll if you hit um, hit the slide button or the crouch button, you basically slide downwards and that gives you more momentum into the next part so if you chain the slide into like a grapple onto a wall and then a wall run you keep that sort of momentum going so you're moving a lot quicker uh, and it also i think that counts into your like your dash when you use it your slow-mo dash um it just yeah and then that all factors into that whole making you feel like a complete badass when you do things like perfectly you, you have those moments where you, I, so many times i'll finish an encounter and the way I've done it, I've just gone, oh, yes. Oh, boy, that was fun. Like, just had that little silent, that little chuckle to myself of, like, that felt really good. It almost um, sounds like it I, I, It would benefit from, like, a... I, whenever, you, whenever you say stuff like that, where you're like, whoa, I did something cool, it reminds me of one of the things I did like about my time with Superhot, where you execute mm-hmm. the mission and then it plays out. I would I would like to see something like that, maybe. I don't know if it may yeah. if it's too much work, but it would be so cool to have, like, a rigged, like, third-person camera just to watch you do your, what you did. Even if they had like a, like a photo mode that you could sort of like yeah. replay the last like 30 seconds. Um, Cause like the, the levels essentially are like a series of encounters and they go for quite a while. Um, so it would probably take a lot of work to do that in terms of like saving all of that footage, I guess, yeah. or keeping that on, True. on hand. Um, but even if it was just like you finish an encounter and you can hit like a photo mode button and then you can see the last 30 seconds and pick a couple of different camera angles and mm. record that sort of, that playthrough. Yeah, just so you can see it. And just be, cause Sometimes you'll do something, you're like, I don't even know how I did that. I, th- I sort of blanked out for a second and I just, yeah. I, everyone's dead now. Um, <laughs> and it's it's really, really fun. Um, and then, yeah, you get these abilities. The, the abilities I mentioned are on a timer, like a, like a cooldown as well. Um, oh, last thing I will mention as well, uh, the ability upgrades. So I sent a photo of this to you the other day while I was playing it. It's um the way it works is you get like essentially Tetris pieces for each a series of Tetris pieces for each like ability or sort of thing that you've got tool to your arsenal basically. Um and they're of like various sizes and shapes and things like that. And then you've got like this grid that after periods of time you'll unlock more the grid will unlock more space. And then you basically to use those ability things to sort of like slot into kind of think like tetris mixed with like the um the uh inventory system from like resident evil oh okay where you've got to like slot things in like i know it's a weird pool but like the way you've got you've only got a certain amount of space so you can't fit everything so you've got to figure out what abilities you want to prioritize and what uh like buffs you want to give to those those abilities uh and then sort of stack them in the way in this little tiny space um, and I thought that was just, it's, it's like a neat little, like almost like a mini game mm. to like upgrade your character and you can constantly switch them out and 
like you just hit like the inventory button and it brings it up so you can change that from encounter to encounter if you want to sort of mix it up on the fly um yeah this game is fantastic i think it's um it's if if a game like hades hadn't come out this year i think it would probably be my favorite like indie game of the year god hades is so good (laughs) but hades is amazing so um but this is it might be down towards the bottom of it, but I feel like this might make my list by the end of the year, especially if I finish it. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it, especially if you are into those sort of, most of the games I've spoken about on this episode. But um, if you're into those sort of like tough as nails, try, try again sort of games, this is 100% up your alley. So you should definitely check it out. Yeah, It's, it's called it, Ghost Runner. Brilliant. It's one, of, it's one of the games I definitely would like to get to. Um, again, obviously right now, very very packed but i will be keeping an mm-hmm. eye out for sales in the future yes you definitely should um it was uh yeah it just sort of worked out that i had like a voucher left over that was about to expire on the epic game store and, and it was on sale for like a... i'm so i'm so sour on that i have one that expired but i because i had two of them sitting there but i used one to buy this um and it was already on sale it was like a launch sale as well so it was like 10 percent off or 15 percent off or something so i got it for around about 20 bucks i think it's around about 40 bucks. I think it's like it's like 45 or something on PS4. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 40. It's like 38 or something I think it was. Um but I think it's 100% worth it and I'm if they keep adding stuff to it as well like maybe like time trial modes and things as well. Um leaderboards even. I think there is leaderboards in it. Um let me just see. No, it doesn't say here. Um but yeah, there's I I think there might be leaderboards as well to see like times and and I think you get like a grade rating as well. And there's collectibles throughout the level, so you can get different swords. So like different skins for your sword, because the way your character runs, it's always in front of you like a gun, but you're holding it like horizontal, like, you know, prepared stance. Um, so you're always looking at your sword. So it, it is nice when you get a new sword customization to chuck it on and be like, oh, I can, my sword looks like this now. It looks really cool. Um, but yeah, definitely check out Ghost Runner. Highly recommend it. But Kyron. It is past now. The season has passed, but the spooky Halloween season job. was the spooky season was upon us, and it was here. And it came and as, went. As the, uh, the the resident horror fan of dialogue options, because um, it sure as shit isn't me. <laughs> what uh, do you mean, you, Joel, you, you played that Resident Evil Seven demo? Oh, fuck me, I played that. That's all I'll play. Oh boy, um, there's, there's yes, one you... part of this game that I'm about to talk about that I would love to just. I mean, I I worry it would kill you, but I'm yeah. so curious. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. But so last please, week, regardless <laughs> of your tales of uh of your spookiness, last week I believe I ended the episode excitedly because I knew I was so close to playing Amnesia Rebirth, Frictional Hor- Friction's newest first person horror game. Uh, the, the the guys who basically in for me at least like saved the horror genre honestly and launched a bunch of youtubers which there's a really good um there's like a talk that, that thomas grip did with uh ars technica which go, goes into how they do their horror games and yeah touches on about how like when dark descent came out 10 years ago like people like markiplier and pewdiepie were just sort of starting up and now here we are 10 years yeah. later and they've come back to the amnesia series uh to sort of not necessarily to like it's it's sort of a sequel but not really they just sort of want to inject some fresh ideas into it i think 
And oh boy. Okay, so. Where do we start, Joel? Um, this game is terrifying. <laughs> there were several good. Several times just, pl- playing. Just this to set game. the tone just sorry, just to set the tone for people at home as well. It's really it's it's a bit warm tonight. And in my office it's like pretty hot. And so I decided to turn the lights off to set up like, you know, maybe the, the light was making so it a bit nice hotter and, in it's here. Nice and dark in there. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking super good. Please. And you got headphones mm-hmm. on, so you wouldn't even really hear anything coming. Oh no, they're they're half <laughs> off. Like that's my default setting anyway, because I can't otherwise I don't like hearing myself muffle. It's a whole other thing. Anyway, point is I'm in the dark, so this is just super dandy. Yeah. So all right, yeah, like I said, this game is pretty terrifying. There were several moments playing this game where I was just like, why do I do this to myself? Like, I'm not having a good time. All right, let's do it again. Uh, so a lot of the things that you know about Amnesia, if you've played Amnesia before, they're still here. Like, you know, a lot of it comes down to creeping through dark, poorly lit corridors, uh, just hoping that... When you open up, so when you've got your lantern out, there's oil in it, first of all, or there's oil that you can put in your lantern. Or in this case, so in Dark Descent, there were items called tinderboxes, and they were littered throughout the stages. And when you picked up a tinderbox, you could use that to light a candle. And instead, this time, we've got matches, which, because Frictional really just wants you to have a bad time, they cap you at 10 matches. So you can carry 10 matches. When you pull a match out... You can use that to light any sort of candle or light source or torch near you while it's still burning. So again, I didn't actually time how long that is, but you basically have, you can actually see the match burning down. So you've got an idea, which is fine. Uh, So that'll be a little source of light. However, when you are moving, it will burn quicker. So you have to be very aware of what you're doing with your matches. Like you can't just be whipping them out willy nilly for a bit of light. Um, And that's actually one of the new features in this game that I really... I mean, I hated it, but it was so interesting, right? Because on top of this, the sanity system is back. It's not not, not like Dark Descent now, or you know, sort of is, where it does have an effect on your character, but in different ways. And they've introduced fear flashes to let you know when you're nearing your, like, cap in, um, in, uh, in, the, in the sanity meter. And they actually released a patch to sort of tweak that back because... <laughs> When I was playing it, I was on. I was wondering what the purpose of them was because they never actually communicate to you what these fear flashes are, and I just thought they were sort of like cheap jump scares because at a certain point, like it'll just start it'll flash images in your face of like oh. it can be nothing or it can be like the mask or like just some weird image and you're like God that startled me and it felt like sort of like a cheap jump scare and they, so they put a patch out where they actually toned them down and they were like they were intended to let you know that your sanity is getting dangerously high. And from then onwards, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I just wish there was better communication about the, the role they served there. Because, um, yeah, boy, they got some good jump scares on me. Let me tell you that. Cool. <laughs> cool beans. Uh, so, yeah, gameplay pretty much on par with Dark Descent in the sense that, yeah, like I said, you'll be explore- exploring areas, solving environmental puzzles. Sometimes it'll be... It's never usually too complex. And sometimes they'll mix it up by being like, okay do this turn this turn this valve but there's a monster or like pull this this like bar off of the grate but once you pull that one off that's going to spawn a monster in there so you need to whip a 180 around and pull the bar off the other grate and leg it 
which is a situation that I got into. And let me just tell you, it was one of the most terrifying things I've done in a video game. Because basically cool. you've got to escape from this monster in the system, in these like sewers. And it's first person. So all you've really got to go by is you're like, cool, I'm running. I'm underwater. When I get to the next open area, I need to st- stick my head up to get some air and then crouch again to keep running forward. All the while you can hear this monster barreling down after you. And then you you enter this, your exit's right there and you've got to get up to this wheel and spin it. But you only have to spin it a little bit because once you do that, you can go forward and escape. But if you keep trying to spin it, that monster will kill you because it happened to me. <laughs> nope. <sighs> No, 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 no. I mean, you're really selling me on this game, guys. Yeah, like, so much of this game is literally just like, hey, how do you perform under pressure? And if the answer is not great, you might have some trouble. (laughs) Yep. Awesome. This is, uh, this sounds like a game for me. Yeah. So there's, again, this game does take some, because as much as I love Dark Descent, it's very light on, you know, story to really pay attention to. Obviously, it's full of notes you can read that really build up this, the, the world and the lore. But this one actually takes some pages from Soma. And Soma, let me just say, that if I had to pick a game this generation that didn't get the love and attention it deserved, it would be Soma. That is a... Not even just like a really good horror game. That is such a good sci-fi game. And if you're out there going, but I don't like the monsters, they have a safe mode. Where you can play Soma. It's still spooky, but there are no monsters. And I just want to say, please, play Soma, people. It's so good, my god. Um, so they took a lot of the, the increased focus on narrative and injected into this game. You control a character named Tarsi, who's on an expedition with a group of people. Plane goes down. By the way, she's pregnant. <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, and just sort Great. of, yeah, you follow her desperate journey just to sort of find help right because you, you you pick up as her at the wreckage of a plane and then you've just got to, just got to go forward you've got to go forward at some at one point you get like a, a a mobile like a short form radio so you can contact a doctor who was on the expedition with you and he's like all right i'm at this town look for the pillar of smoke and you can see it and then stuff goes bad again because you have this little compass device that you can use to go into the dark world. It will basically make open a doorway into the dark world, which you can use, which you can use to cut through to get, you know, to this village. But unfortunately, because it's a horror game, sometimes it doesn't always go your way. And really the story is just sort of built around it. I would say the story is definitely weaker than Soma. Like Soma's story is just, it is something else. Again, I really, I, I seem like I'm praising it a lot, but it is very, very, very good. And this one just sort of fell a bit flatter, but at the same time, okay. I do appreciate the the blend of the narrative they got from Soma and the horror of Dark Descent, because even though Soma was scary, sometimes it wasn't too bad. Uh, so to have those sort of blend together is really nice. And it, it gave me... There's an area in this game called The Hunting Grounds. So the hunting grounds cool. is yeah, it's it's like I want to say maybe halfway through the game, and it just has the most like baller move by Frictional, where you walk into this room and you read this note, and the note basically goes on to describe this area called the hunting grounds, and they're like basically we use this to harvest fear out of people, but we made it too short, and then they were just dying, so we'll make it longer again, and you're like, well that sounds terrible. And then you start following these painted arrows in the ground and you're like, 
That's the hunting grounds. <laughs> so, oh, God. The hunting grounds really just feels like amnesia distilled into like a 10-minute section of gameplay. Basically, is a maze is pitch black, so you're relying solely on whatever matches you have or lantern oil that you have, and that will burn very quickly if you rely on them. Um, and you've just got to just got to creep through this area, but there are switches, and these switches will open or shut doors near you. And at a certain point, you will encounter a monster. The game very clearly, like you know, it tells you because there's a you'll see the monster and it will jump you, and you'll fight it off, and then it'll actually side sidebar. One thing I like about this actually compared to Dark Descent is the monsters are actually for the most part people you know from your expedition which actually weaves uh. into the story in an interesting way and means when i see a monster i'm like double scared right right because i'm like it's that's also, someone i know it's also too from from my knowledge of dark descent like it was the one monster wasn't it that was so there's a few monsters as you get further in okay. dark descent right. but um i know the one you mean it's the melty face guy <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah he, I, I, he, I was just saying, like, you know, maybe there's, like, now oh, with this one, there's, like, variations now. There's a lot more variety. I mean, of... there are. There is, there's definitely, like, at least a couple of monsters. The ones right. later on are horrible, demented-like nightmares, and I hated them. Cool. Um, But, yeah, so in this maze, you'll get jumped by the monster, and that's basically Frictional's way of going, cool, the hunting grounds has started. And you're like, it started, but I've been in here for minutes, and I'm terrified. <laughs> and again, it's like, yeah, yeah, but now it's, now there's a monster here, so go. Find your way out. You're like, but... And the whole time it's like talking, especially because now you know that it knows you. And it's sort of just, you can hear it whispering and you're like, I am uncomfortable. Like, extremely uncomfortable. But when you find your way out of there, it is so... It's just a weight off your shoulders. You're like, oh my god. I need to get up and go for a walk and stare at the sun for a while. It's not good for me, but at least there's light there. And... Like no, it, but that's, this, a, that's, yeah. that's a good thing. If you stare at the sun, that means you'd be blind. That means you don't have to stare at the atrocities that are on your screen anymore. It's fine. It's oh, okay. Man. But yeah, Hunting oh. Grounds, it definitely, that is like, if, if someone's like, hey, how would you describe amnesia? I would just put pull up a video for Hunting Grounds and like this right here, this is just amnesia. Like this is a little eight minute section, but it's just like story, dark, lost, monster, escape, relief. <laughs> Right story and then rinse and repeat. Um, oh. it, it did get a bit weaker as it went on, unfortunately, but I still I still really liked it. But towards the end, I was just like, please give me a break. I need a break. <laughs> like the entire, it's like a, what was I say? I was going to say, that's why I can't, I just, I can't. Yeah, it's I fair. Like, like I said, Joel, I was playing this game and I'm like, why am I playing this? I am... Very stressed out, but again, I just can't stop. There's probably something wrong with me. I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just really good. Especially, what I like. one of the things I like most is, as someone who li- really likes The Dark Descent, played a lot of it when it came out 10 years ago, and obviously now own it on PS4 and Switch, gifted it to pretty much everyone I know on Steam. I think I've still got a couple of gift copies in my um, inventory on Steam. <laughs> Back from when it used to be like four dollars, I'm like, oh, you don't own it. There you go. Have a copy of Amnesia: Dark Descent. You're welcome. It's on me on the house. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, um, you tried to give it to me a second time. I'm like, kind. I've already got it. <laughs> Stop it. No, it's okay. I'll find something else. I'll gift you Soma. 
yeah, yeah, cool. I did. Cool, cool, uh, cool, I, cool, 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 cool. I bought after I bought because I bought this on PS4, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. So then I bought it on PC as well. So I'm I'm covered now. I bought. I've got two copies. Right. I'm good. I'm good. Um, the cycle I, continues. It does. I primarily played through it on PS4 so far. I haven't played much on PC. That'll be my next thing. After taking some time to collect myself and and just zen out a bit because again, very stressful. A lot. There's like a, I want to say like two two or three chapters of that game or like areas back to back are just like incredibly intense. At one point, Tassie drops her lantern. And that, that's when I sort of, first of all, knew I was getting close to the end of the game while simultaneously going, oh no, all I have are my matches and I have like four of them. Jesus. <laughs> nope. No, no, um, no, 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 no. So to counter all this scary stuff, they have given you some new options. Like, okay. for example, if you press in the left stick now, you will lay down on the ground to hide from monsters, which will make you much, much harder to see, which is really nice. And if you're particularly stressed out, as I mentioned before, you are pregnant. So I think about a few hours into the game, they'll prompt you with like a flash of blue on the set, the outside of a screen. When that happens, basically your baby is like kicking or is startled. And basically you can hold circle to sort of just, mellow out the baby just check in with a baby it'll help your sanity it'll chill you out um and also there's some story that comes through there as well just from what tassi says to the baby there's a lullaby she hums to it really just video game developers learned they could manipulate us with children yep, yep. and it's i don't know how i feel about it but it worked uh, i hey i played death stranding you did i yeah. got incredibly stressed out every time I reckon uh, BB would start crying. I and do also, wonder... it's because I had I had a small baby at the time and I was playing that game. I do wonder like how you hard mode feel about the end of this game because a lot of people I've been seeing talking about the ending have felt it fell flat. And maybe I'll break... I might put this in the uh, the notes. Maybe just okay. skip in the note time because I'm going to talk briefly about the ending of Rebirth. I don't know if you care. Okay. But um. So I want to see how Joel would feel about this with these because it basically it has split ending, right? You get three choices. Okay. I feel like I'm skipping a lot of stories so after bring you up to speed here, but basically, <laughs> you made your character made a deal with this god to save your expedition, and all it cost you is your kid. Like you basically like, hey, have my mm. baby. Mm. Um. You get to the final the final point to the end, and you're presented with three choices. You can you get because oh man. About an hour or so before the end of the game, you give birth. I forgot that part. <laughs> oh, God. You give birth, and um, the doctor that you were going to, was going to help you takes a kid and runs, and basically is going to give it to the god to say to basically fulfill the pact to get this deal done. Uh, obviously, that doesn't take, because it just wasn't gonna. But you do get no. there, and the god has the kid, and gives you an, a nice moment with the child, and just goes, hey, like, you know, Spend some time with her, feed her, and then put her in the cot, and then just, you know, take off. And there's a moment you sit down, you breastfeed the child, and um, it's a really nice moment. And then to, for them to be like, okay, now put the kid back, you're like, yeah, no, I'm not, do- I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> okay. fuck off. So from there, so I should also mention the reason this deal actually goes down is because the child is ill, or so the god tells you, and she's like, I can fix it. You know, I can fix it. What, what? Don't worry about how dark this whole place looks. I can fix the kid. It's fine. And uh, so that leads you, if you decide to take the child, you then have to sneak out. If you can do that successfully, you can sneak out past this. Because the god is like stationary and has like 
a searchlight, but if it spots you, you have to sort of struggle free and etc. etc. Not too hard, not too taxing. So if you sneak out, you can get out and you know, you get an ending where you go to Paris and it's like, cool. Very I haven't actually seen that ending yet. I just know that's where you go okay. because the ending I picked it was very bleak. I still don't know how I feel about it, but at a certain point it felt tr- it felt sort of true to what the game was just like, look, shit's fucked, yo. So, uh, in a cool nod to Dark Descent, the Red Flesh, which you've probably seen in Dark Descent, Joel. You haven't played it, but I'm sure you'd know the Red Flesh. <laughs> it um, so. makes us return and rebirth. And sort of three quarters of the way through the game, you find some canisters of it. And this got a note saying, hey, blah, 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 finish the job for me. And you're like, what is this even talking about? And then once you get to this last section with the, with the child, you can actually sneak around and inject the Red Flesh into these three valves to basically... Just fuck everyone at that point. You're just like, look, I'm not getting out of here. This kid's not getting out of here, but you're not getting either of us. And you basically take everyone down, including yourselves. And it felt really bleak, but I, it almost felt right. Because this game is just like, it is just a desperate struggle for survival. But as you get deeper and deeper, you're just like, I don't think there's a way out of this at this point. We've gone so far. You're turning, like, the, the character you're playing as is turning into a monster. Right. This god wants your kid who's sick, and you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna hit I'm just gonna self-destruct. We're doing it. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm all for endings like that until you bring kids into it, man. I know. And that's why it was so hard, but I'm that's why I so you can very easily go and see the other endings. I just after I did that ending, I was like, putting the controller down. It's brutal. It was very bleak. Um, I am curious about the other ones. I do wonder but man, who like man leaving the kid? Come on, <laughs> that ain't happening. Mm. not. I'm not leaving it with this weird, creepy god hanging from the ceiling, who feeds Fuck. off of fear. Mm. <laughs> Fuck that. There's nothing Fuck healthy or good about that. <laughs> nah, I hate it. Thanks, mm. I hate it. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about this. No, I'm glad you enjoyed it though. I'm glad you got to finish it in time as well the spooky season so uh, yeah i took a, i took days in between because again it was taxing and right. um just so many good nods to dark descent like little things like obviously the red flesh being there was huge because that's very prominent in dark descent but even like little bits and pieces that tie it in directly like in dark descent there's a character like professor herbert or something is mentioned in a lot of notes and in this one you find his corpse in the dark world at one point they mm-hmm. mention a, an assistant being sent off with an orb to to um, a car. He's like, I didn't heed Brennenberg's warning. Brennenberg is the castle from Dark Descent. There's like lots of neat little threads that sort of connect them without being like, hey, this is Amnesia 2. So if you haven't played Dark Descent, you're not missing anything. But if you have... So it's just like, yeah, added to the universe more so than directly. Yeah, sequel. exactly. Yeah. You can sort of be That's like, cool. cool, well, I mean, I'm getting extra stuff out of this from reading these notes. Because obviously there are a lot of notes, so it delivers a lot of its story. Um, and again, that's always going to be hit and miss with people. I scanned most of them, but obviously there was someone I was like, cool, I don't really need to read this. But um, yeah, game's scary. It's dark. Monster's terrible. Managing my, my matches and my oil, awful. I, I feel Topping- like I feel... I feel bad about this, the whole conversation, because I haven't contributed to all server, because I'm just sitting here. My contribution to this whole conversation about this game is just me going, yeah, no, no, fuck no, that. No. no, no, cool. No, no. Um, so I apologize for that. No, but, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, 
it's tough, right? Because it is a horror game. It is literally if you are not into if you can't if you don't want stress or you know tension and the imminent like the looming the crushing atmosphere of dread that this game offers then yeah it's definitely a game you should not play like yeah i, See, I, not. I like it in doses i like it in doses yeah like, that's fair bloodborne like it's like you know just have a nice creepy undertone here it's like, funny because like at the start it does come in waves it's it's like oh i have a desert hey don't be in the sun you'll get too hot then you start going into caves you're like okay or oh, i've passed through a doorway this is getting a bit weird Oh, there's monsters near me, but they can't attack me. It's fine. Oh, I'm back in the desert again. Hey. But then there's a point where basically you have to go, you're in a fort, and you need to make a bullet for a, a gun to blow open a gate. And like, once you do that, once you trigger that part, and the, the gun that you use falls through the ground, it's like, cool. From here on out, it's pretty much like, this is very stressful. This is a very stressful experience. <laughs> oh, boy. And That's... They, I'm just glad they, you're happy. Yeah, look, I mean, happy is so... It's tricky using that word. Like, I'm... Yeah, I, I'm I glad you're full, satisfied. Satisfied, maybe, is that... <laughs> I'm glad this game came out around Halloween because I hadn't actually yeah. done much in the way of spooks this year. Right. Uh, so that it was well-timed for that, at least. And, yeah, boy, frictional. I can't wait to see what you do to me next. I'm sure it's going to be awful, but I'll be there day one. Um, yeah, so, I'm just... I'm happy. Just one last thing, just before we wrap up. I remember when this game like got announced a couple few months ago or whatever, um, and they were saying they they kept talking up about how they were going to do things that were really gonna like fuck you up. Like, do you feel like they delivered on that promise of like they were going to go that extra mile to make things like horrible for the player? Um, I mean. Because it seemed like they were talking about, like, crazy shit. Like, they're like, it's going to be fucking crazy, man. I mean, there, like, are, there is a part that's pretty dark, but it... So, essentially, again, slight spoiler, I guess. Uh, so, skip the next 30 seconds to a minute. <laughs> um, yep. There's a point where the god's like, hey, your kid's sick. You need some Vitae to fix it. And you're like, well, cool. At this point, I know Vitae is fear, so that's terrible. And she's like, cool. So just sit in that chair and use that device over there and it'll be fine. And the device, it turns out, is a torture device. Um, and basically, you get to pick a canister to put stuff in. It's got a symbol on it and you've got to match that symbol to a diagram on the walls. And basically, you build a torture device to... You don't see what happens. A door shuts. But you basically drain this guy of his fear and use it to give your baby a little bit of a, a jolt. And that was pretty dark. But again, Soma had some similar stuff where it was just like, hey, this machine, it's got a human consciousness in it, but unplug it. And you're like, oh, that's dark. <laughs> that's a person? Yeah. God. God. Unplug I, it. I don't want to unplug it. <laughs> I'm glad I asked, but I regret asking that question. But at the same Sorry. time, like, there are games that I guess have done more to terrify me. Um, like, for example... I don't rate them as highly as the Amnesias and stuff, or even like Layers of Fear, but in Outlast, there's some stuff in those games. I'm just like, good lord, no. I don't yeah. want this in my life. This is, you've crossed a line, and I don't want it. No, thank you. And that, they were toned down as well. It was Outlast 2, yeah? Yeah, I mean, that shit was honestly, toned down. Even Outlast 1 has moments where I'm like, I no, especially the DLC. I'm, no, no, thank you. Mm. <laughs> if I had to like rate the, like the guys doing like first person horrors, it's like frictional blue team and i'm sorry red barrels like i you, you seem nice guys but no thank you on the outlast games <laughs> yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, I wish I could. I just, I wish I could. I really like do I said, sometimes. Be so, I would be so interested to at least like, even like when I do it, to, to just watch for Hunting Grounds part because that definitely feels, it just feels like that's amnesia right there. And that <laughs> that that maybe we can make happen if if we're able to catch up in person again. That maybe Soon I could can, do. Joel. Soon we can. Yes. And I can skate to death. Fucking great. After after surviving cool. all of 2020, to think it would be fear that gets you. <sighs> Fuck. Fuck. Um. Yeah, I'm just having flashbacks of watching you play PT on sitting on the couch watching you play PT. Oh boy! I mean, there's that a game enough. that came out this week called Visage, which uh, sounds a lot like PT, and it looks. Oh. Pr- it sounds apparently reviews are like yeah, it's a bit frustrating, but if you like scares, maybe I'll link you the trailer later, Joel. But I don't know if you want to watch it. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm sitting in a fucking pitch black room, Kyron. Like, and it's like either I get really hot and overheated, or you know. I'd stay in the light and I've chosen darkness, which is fucking horrible. Yeah, see, so again, if Amnesia told me anything, that's a terrible idea. That's going to, it's going to affect your sanity, Joel. I'm not in the even, light. I'm not even kidding. I feel like taking a break, turn the light on, but we'll power <laughs> through. It's fine. Um, um, yeah. That's really about all. Like, uh, I'll definitely probably have more to say about Amnesia later in the year. Cause I definitely, it's, it's so, I'm so like, I get people's complaints. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's not, it's still, the story isn't amazing. Uh, the last third of the game, I was sort of like, okay, you spend it's the environment is sort of samey, even honestly very reminiscent of Soma. But still, I'm just so happy to see Amnesia, first of all, back, and to see Amnesia with what they've learned from Soma. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed this game. Completely understand it if you didn't, because I know there were some reviews that were a bit lower. Some people being like, I thought we left behind this uh, interacting with the environment whilst running from scary monsters. I'm like, that's the game, though. The game is like, okay, perform this task, but under pressure. And you're like, if you crumble, it, which you, you're probably going to, it almost makes the, the game more interesting, right? Um, mm. Yeah. Just like it's, being asked it's, to perform a simple task is just like, okay, there you go. And there's times when they do it to you where they're like, quick, you better do it. The flesh is here and you can hear the monsters. And I did it, but I felt like it took a long time. And I don't know for sure that the monsters wouldn't have come, but they definitely didn't get me in the time I took. So sometimes it's okay. even just as simple as just applying the atmosphere to be like, quick, you're like, I feel very scared and this is very urgent. Please be over. It's a, well, that, that's a mechanic that's used in a lot of games as well. Exactly. Like I've, I've experienced that in like non-horror games where it's just like, uh, I mean, you can, you can almost argue like the Telltale stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Just by sure. having that countdown timer, it's like, oh, shit. Uh, mm. What do I want to say in this moment? Like it's, yeah that puts the pressure on. And so you really start to, and sometimes you'll make a decision and go, ah, oh, fuck, that's not what I wanted to say. And it's, you know, sort of mimics having a conversation almost. So it's like, oh, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say this. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, d- I just prefer my horror, weirdly enough, maybe not necessarily when I can't fight back, but when you shouldn't. I feel like, again, don't get me wrong. I love games like Dead Space and I really love games like Silent Hill and all that. But when... The emphasis is placed on just like outwitting them. It just it makes it that weird kind of oh god oh god make it stop. <laughs> hmm. Dead space I can do. Dead space even yeah. though it fucking killed me sometimes, but dead space I can do. Like put a gun in my hand and I could dismember things and it was fun. See there you go. Yeah. See I really do think you should definitely if it ever gets re-released. Good lord, please. Um, you should definitely try Silent Hill too. I want to. I actually do want to play that. That's one of the ones where I'm like, I feel like that's 
the level. That's maybe mm. the limit, but that's the level where I could I could handle. Um, because I, I like more like that psychological sort of. And yeah, that is absolutely psychological psychological horror. What you I would don't say see is, is more scary. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think with that, that's the end of our quest log. Because, oh boy, we we played a few things this week. We did. It, uh, nice. it blew out. <laughs> it did blow out a little bit, but you know, it's all fine. So hopefully, I think you know, hopefully, I didn't meander too much with amnesia. I was just trying to no collect. As I was telling talking about my feelings i'm like oh but then there was this oh and then there was this and this and this and it just sort of it's sort of snowball current that's me every week when i'm talking <laughs> about a game because my brain runs at like a thousand miles a minute but my mouth runs but slower than that so yeah i'm just like I had a list. <laughs> yeah uh you're way more prepared than i was no it was good it was really good um it was it is fascinating to hear about these things because i do i am genuinely interested in like the stories and the mechanics and things about how these games are made i just can't I can't play them. I just I can't fair. do it. And I've tried. Like, I mean, there, again, I hate to promote it, but there is visual evidence of me physically trying. And if you want to hear me do a high-pitched old woman scream, you can go and watch me do that by playing, uh, by watching me play the uh, Resident Evil 7 demo um, that is on our YouTube channel. Um, so, uh, so you're in for Resident Evil 8 next year, Joel? You're in? I mean, look, it looks like Resident Evil 4, so maybe. I don't know. Oh, you heard it here. Maybe Joel will play Resident Evil Village. I, we'll see. I did like Resident Evil 4, so... Although, every time I think about those strings at the end of that trailer, it just... Ah, oh, she was down my spine. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Moving right along. We are now done with the quest log, so it's time to jump into a... Uh, bonus round? So our bonus round is our sort of whatever we want segment of the show. We are kind of going to operate it, I guess, like a dope or nope segment um, within the bonus round. So it's sort of like a round within a round. Um, two for one, two for one deal. And exactly, this is going to yeah. be, let me just for one, this is going to be uh, looking at a runtime. I'm going to be brutal with this. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we have to be. So uh, yes, as we mentioned at the start of the show, uh, there was a Nintendo Direct Mini, a partner showcase one, the final one for 2020. Um, that uh, it says it says a lot about it, honestly. Like this is it. This is like yeah. the last partner showcase we're getting. Yeah, for this, so, for this year. For this year. Um. Uh. And it, again, in true Nintendo fashion, had how they've been in the last couple of months, it just dropped out of nowhere without it's, rhyme or reason. It's funny because there were rumblings, right? People like there was a, I think maybe an hour or two before there was a the um. A featured section on the eShop was like, hey, download the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity demo. And people were like, right. what? That's and weird. then like, Bravely Default 2 moved up the pre-order page and, it was, and was being pushed there. It's like, but there's no date for this. I think it was... I can't remember what I was doing, but I, I, I know I, I saw the rumblings and I think I said to you, I'm like, could be something Nintendo coming, but also yeah. at this point with Nintendo, I never put too many eggs in a basket for it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember what I was doing. I was, I was doing something that night and, um, and then it sort of dropped out of nowhere. And I was like, Oh shit. All right. We'll better watch this then. Um, so yeah, we did get a, this uh, partner direct final one for 2020. So we're going to run through really quickly all the announcements um, in no particular order. Um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity gets a new trailer and demo 
We've already spoken about it, so it, it was the dope. Purposes, the trailer was good. It was dope, but for the purpose of this segment, no, because we're not going to talk about it because yeah. we already I, did. I will say, you control the divine beast and it looks stupid. I'm Actually, yeah, <laughs> that trailer was very cool. Yeah, that I did notice that. I was like, okay, well, I am definitely playing this game at some point. Um, Bravely Default Two gets a date, getting delayed into twenty February twenty twenty one. This hurt a lot. Yeah, it did. Yep. Yep. Um, but hey, in the grand scheme of things, take the time, make it a good game. It's true. It is true. Um, I mean, it's, it's a note from me cause I don't really have an affinity to the series, but I, if you want to talk about it by all means, go for it. Uh, it's a dope from me, but again, I don't really have much to add besides it is looking nicer. And yes. there is a, also, um, back when the demo came out earlier this year, I believe God, this year feels so long. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked for feedback on the demo and they've put out a feedback trail, which sort of goes over some of the changes they're making to the game, which is well worth a watch to sort of see what players are saying and how it's affecting how a final game will play. And I just think it's cool. And I love, I am a sucker for final fantasy styled games with job systems. And this is a game with a job system. So sign me up. Cool. Neat. Uh, no more heroes. First of all, no more heroes three got a new trailer, which looks fucking great. Game looks amazing. I'm super excited for it. Uh, but not only that, No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2 got shadow dropped onto the eShop. Uh, this is dope because I want to play them. <laughs> Fucking A, it is dope. Um, I haven't pl- Yeah, we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, I haven't played the first one since the Wii. Uh, and yeah, I never got same. to play number two. So um, I haven't played the first one since the Wii. I picked up the PS3 like HD whatever version. Mm. They didn't like it. The visuals didn't feel right. And it, that's why I'm happy to see that the ports are using the Wii versions. But yeah, I also never played the second one. So I'm really keen to get a chance to play these games. They are remasters as well, aren't they? They're sort of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they look a little bit prettier as well. They look a bit better. They run a bit better. Um, I think there's a digital foundry up, obviously. <laughs> that sort yeah. of touches on their performance. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and they're pretty reasonably priced. I think the full price are only like 28 bucks each. Yeah, they're currently discounted, I think, to like 24 for maybe even yeah. next week or so. Yeah, um, I'm at least getting Real number one. Real like, tempted. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I definitely want to play through those. I even, I'm waiting for like a stupid sale on Driver Strikes again because I feel like, I feel like I'm going to need to play that maybe before three just to get real into it. Um, but man, like No More Heroes three, like the fact that it was like one was assassins, two was assassins again, but they're like super assassins or something. Were they again? I don't know. I, <laughs> like, I don't two know. Two was a massive there's blind a, spot for me. There's a breakdown in the trailer for the the um the the one and like for three, I think it, it mentions it. But now he's basically fighting superheroes. It's so good. It's it, fucking I'm great. So excited. It's so ridiculous, and I cannot wait to spend some more time with Travis Touchdown again. Um, uh, Hell Laboratories, part-time UFO, got a shadow drop. Uh, it's a nope for me. Looks cool, though. I, I want to sound like I'm discounting it, but just not yeah. my style. Um, I'll say it's dope. I think I've actually spoken about this game on the show before, because it came out on iOS, I think, about three years ago. Um, so, I feel like yeah. I do remember you talking about this to mm. me at some point. Um, it was when I had an iPhone because I remember it came out on iOS. So I was, there was I think I think maybe Vooks had an article about the like how laboratories have released this fun little game on the App Store. And I'm like I will play that because I like playing mobile games, especially if they're like 
good quality ones. And this was like, it was a premium, just price game. Um, wasn't expensive. Uh, and yeah, it's just you controlling like a little UFO that works like a crane machine and you do little odd jobs for people around the world. It's just good vibes. Um, but this version's adding like a co-op mode as well. And like a, like an adventure mode segment of it as well. Um, I put it in my wish list because I'm like, I, if it goes cheap, I'll pick it up because this was a pretty fun game. It was neat. But uh, yeah. Uh, Hitman 3 and Control are coming to Switch as so, cloud yeah, games. We can't, so yeah, as this isn't for us. We're, we suck. Australia's no. internet's too terrible, so we didn't get it. But I will dope it because this is an interesting way. This could be an interesting path that Nintendo use going forward for when their consoles can't run these next-gen games, which is yep. a very real reality that we're going to be living in soon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, This isn't the first we've heard of this, though. In Japan, but you no. did play uh, Resident Evil 7, wasn't it? Yes, Resident Evil there's 7. There's a cloud version of. Yeah. And there's another so, game as well, I think. Yeah, there was something else. I think... Mainly um, in Japan. Oh, was it was there Odyssey? Assassin's Creed Odyssey, maybe? Maybe I'm Oh, uh, you might be right actually. I feel like there was yeah. something else. Something else where I was like, whoa. But um Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, not for us, but like this is a very much I have Canada. heard some Americans who have when they're playing the Switch in the you know, the right place and the stars are aligned and the net's good. Apparently control runs pretty well over this. That's but again interesting. It's very hit and miss, I think, and your your mileage may vary overseas users, but it doesn't yep. matter because we can't access it. It sucks. Yep. So we suck. <laughs> we're moving on from it. Uh, Story of Seasons: Pioneers of Olive Town, out March twenty third, twenty twenty one. Um, look, dope. Just because it looks better than I thought it would. I don't know if that sounds weird to say, but mm. I've always had a certain expectation of Story of Seasons, and this one looks nice. Yeah, uh, it's a note for me. There's so many of these games now, and I feel like I've had my fill of them. Um, and I'm like, I'm good for for now. So, yeah, I not, not to discredit it if people are very excited for it, but ah, it's not for me. Um, I mean, in the Japanese video, the, the Japanese version of the direct, there was a buddy mission bond, which is a new game from Koei Tecmo and Nintendo. It looks like a visual novel game. What I can see, I've got I no skim- idea. I actually I skimmed the trailer. So it's I a skim- note from me. Yeah, I skimmed the trailer. It looks like a visual novel from what I can see. So yeah, it's a note from me. Uh, Tropico Six is coming on November sixth. Funnily enough, neat, neat. Um, Again, never played Tropico that much. It's a note from me in that case. But cool. Yep, note from me. Same reasons. Seems like again. Seems like a sort of game. It's nice to have it on console, but probably play on PC. Yep, absolutely. Uh, a surviving the aftermath from Paradox Interactive got announced. Um, I see this game pop up everywhere. Um, it's dope for me because I'm interested. I think it's it's. I see this on like a lot of like bundles and on sales and stuff on like PC especially. Um, Let's look it up. Yeah, and I mean it's Paradox Interactive. They do some good stuff. Yeah, for these sure. Kind of like simulation kind of games. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it. I just know I've seen that that logo so many times just pop up every now and then. Uh, and finally, uh, we saw Immortals Phoenix Rising. Speaking of Ubisoft, running um, on Switch. Yeah. Nope. But cool that it's going to be on Switch. But it's not the platform I'd pick, it, pick for it, honestly. If I was going to play this game. No. No, 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 no. Um, 
if it had cross save between things. Sure, yeah, I could be tempted like uh, down the track to like get a cheaper copy. Like, yeah, that's true. Buy it on two, but I mean, you know, that's a lot to ask. Um, Mm, there there are a couple other things in here sprinkled in there as well. Bakugan was in there. That popped nope. up again. Um, and uh, Grifflands, which is a game I've been... I actually did briefly play a bit of the demo of it on PC. Um, it's basically like um, uh, like a Slay the Spire kind of roguelike deck-building card game. But not only do you have moments where you can fight like in combat and use cards to fight, there are like... You can talk your way out of negotiations uh, and like have conversations with people that use the card system as well. And they change it up slightly. So it's, it's differentiated from the, so it's not just the same thing, but with conversations, but it's, hmm. it's pretty neat. Um, And yeah, it's coming to the switch. So I'm definitely gonna keep my eye on that for the switch. I think that would be a good switch game. Um, But yeah, that was the yeah. N- Nintendo partner showcase. It's pretty good. Yeah. We're now opening up. It's the door is open now to if Nintendo brings anything to the game awards, but that is, uh, as in the future. Well, actually, not yep. that far in the future. Oh, God, it's no December. Yep. Joey, we better it's, start thinking of stakes. <laughs> it's just over a month until Game Awards. Oh, get ready for that nomination list soon, Joel. Get ready Oh, to shit, yeah. That's going to be good. Picking, picking, got another episode of that. Maybe, I'll, maybe I can make you play the hunting grounds that way. That would be good because it's like a part of the game. <laughs> I say good. It'll be awful. <laughs> and knowing maybe my not fuss- necessarily that you've got to finish it, but maybe... You have to put a set amount of time into it. <laughs> knowing my like, knowing my track record of the fucking Game Awards nominations, I know that's one. I'm thinking. not liking it. I'm not liking it at all. <laughs> it'll give you more. It'll it'll spur you to succeed, Joel. I'll make you play Jump Force. It's fine. I did. So I'll make you play. Damn it! I need to find something. God damn it! I mean, don't get me wrong, Joel. I would hate it. Like I played the beta and it was terrible, and I love so many of those anime characters. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I know you can find something, George. Dig deep. I really will have to start thinking about some stakes now. But anyway, um, I think it's an episode, Karen. I think it is. So, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. Uh, as always, any sort of support you want to throw us, you can find us on social medias on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options, and of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Spotify, Podbean, Podchaser, what have you, Google Podcasts, check us any sort of reviews, shares, thumbs up, likes, anything like that counts, share us around, we do appreciate it. Uh, as for our individual Twitter accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where the most recent thing I tweeted was actually just before we started recording, and it was just Miss You Chaser, and mm. everyone's just going to be like, what, what does that even mean? Uh, in Australia, there's this group of people called the chaser who basically do satirical news they used to have like an old abc show fantastic to watch yep. um just because i guess they were like screw it they changed their name on twitter to donald j trump used his uh twitter picture and just tweeted don't vote for me i'm an idiot and in 20 minutes twitter was like nope <laughs> yep suspended gone and yeah i just thought that was funny so i miss you chaser please come back soon <laughs> uh, apart from that i also did retweet just a bit further down my feed because we didn't get a chance to talk about it this week and i'm sure we'll talk about it when we actually play the game but that spider verse suit in miles morales looks so good oh yeah i so mm, good it definitely Only using that suit <laughs> that combined with the cyberpunk delay has definitely confirmed me i'm 
That's a day one. It's bumped yep. up the list. That's a day um, one purchase right there. <laughs> where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac, where I've just been tweeting a lot about Bluey. Um, I've noticed that. Yeah, man. New episodes started coming out again, and it is good. It is so... Are you going to no, buy sorry. the uh, Bluey Christmas book? Probably. I fucking buy everything. I'm still saying anyone out there that may work for, like, you know, R&D for companies that are doing deals with Bluey, make adults T-shirts, please. I want Bluey T-shirts for me. I have so many for my son. I have none for me. I need them. I need them. I need them. I need them. Roger, if you want to buy it, that that Bluey Christmas book came out today. It's called Veranda Santa. $10. That sounds great. I'm in. I did see another one that was like, um, my dad is awesome. And it's like written by Bluey and Bingo. We had that. I had a flick through that. Yeah, Yeah, that was cute. I was like, oh, I love this. Um, (laughs) But honestly, yeah, legitimately the first episode that came out, which came out on Grandparents Day, um, the last 30 seconds made me cry. Like, openly just crying. It was beautiful. And so many of the episodes have. It is... If you're listening to this and you have kids, you probably already watched it. But if for some reason you haven't seen Bluey and you have children, watch it. If you don't have children and you enjoy wholesome, good vibes content, fucking watch Bluey. It is just the best. I, I could go on so off, I, I go on so much about Bluey because there are so many layers to why that show is so amazing. But um, I think it's one of the most important and best kids TV shows ever made. So I think I saw bits of the um the the one where the parents are voting. Yes. Day? Yep. Yeah. That was a great Good episode. The um Australian and electoral just for, even just the detail on the signs in the background. We're like, yep, okay, you can tell it's an Australian election right there. The Australian electoral uh, electoral commission actually retweeted oh, that really? episode and said this is really great because it shows the the reason why we put our polling places in these sort of locations because there are so areas good. for kids to play uh, and it also like the episode teaches a lesson about democracy as well in a way. Um, That's great. Yeah, it is just a mind-blowingly good show for a kids tv a seven minute kids tv show um but yeah i'll stop talking about bluey now that's, that's all fine. for me that's all good um well in that case uh we will that'll probably do it for the episode do want to say that our, to our friends in america i hope you still have democracy soon uh, yeah fingers crossed um our, our, th- our, our like you're in our thoughts for sure 100 yes. percent. like be safe hopefully um otherwise we'll catch you guys next time yeah Options podcast.